Hello and welcome to Now That's What I Call Radio. Um, we're just sitting here kind of low-key ripping off the Now brand. No big deal, right? No big deal. I mean, I'm not worried about it. You're like you're like Nintendo when they were asked if K.K. Slider was asking advocating for piracy. <laughs> okay, but here's the deal. We're here, episode 24, two episodes away from the end of our first season. That's yeah. true. That's wow. true. And we've now, as I observed earlier, reached the point where I can no longer comment on the age of the episodes. I have no context to what it's like to be 24. Uh, so I would like to redirect that question to Matt, which is, what does it mean to be 24? Um, do we have anyone that's 24 here? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Aaron. <laughs> I can't even remember 24. It's a crazy day. Is this where we enter the blur years? I'm really yeah. excited for those. The blur years. Well, yeah, if you're Aaron, then you're already there. Yeah, You've been there. I mean, <laughs> which, which for you may also mean listening to an extensive amount of British famous pop bands. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I think blur. that's what being 24 is all about. I'm not 24 right now, but I sure remember being 24. Oh, you're 25. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. Oh. That was reluctant. For a best friend that was I don't know anyone's <laughs> age. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Who cares? You know? Dude, I Damon, it's how old just are you? a number. <laughs> 18. I actively go out of my way to forget my friends' birthdays. Because the only way that anybody remembers anything anymore is via Facebook. And if right. I appear to remember your birthday too well, then it will look like I'm on Facebook. And as a Zoomer, I absolutely can't have that. No, no, no. I just, yeah. Facebook's, Facebook's, I, I just made it plural. Did you? <laughs> That's the biggest boomerization. <laughs> We've already reached peak boomer and we haven't even been on the air for five minutes. I was on the Facebooks. Facebooks. No, seriously though, Facebooks, it just kind of ruined the whole vibe, you know, because now if you actually remember somebody's birthday, it's like, no, 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 despite the Facebooks, I swear I remember your birthday. You know what I this mean? This was an honest remembering. Yeah. All right, well, 24. Here we are. Two away from the end of a great season here. We've had our ups and downs. We, we, you know, there, the corona, there have been some downs. Corona came, Corona went. Yeah. I mean, Logan, Logan's self-esteem has come and gone. It's oh, been, yeah. it's been like the I'm seasons. Looking, I'm looking like that euthanasia roller coaster right now where it like went up really high <laughs> in the beginning, but by the end I'm like actually literally dead. <laughs> right. are, you, are you right, man? That's a real thing you, that somebody know? invented. I mean, we're, we're here on the air, but you're right, man. That, that was a joke. <laughs> Please assume I'm, I'm trying to be funny. All right, let's get this started. Comedy is my corner. <laughs> this, this is the lane. We don't cross over. This corner. Uh, album of the week. Jake was on it this week. Yes, I was. And oh boy, was I. <laughs> he was. No, no. We have turned into boomers. <laughs> God, this episode's going to be so bad. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, I chose Jack U as the artist with the album Skrillex and Diplo present Jack U. Um, Many people already know who Skrillex and Diplo are. Um, for those that don't, they are dope. Dope is what I was going to say. <laughs> no, I was going to, they are that, but I was going to say um, they are some of the modern DJs that have come out of the modern electronic dance music movement. They start both kind of rose together around 2010 
And um, I don't want to say too much about the album. Uh, I don't want to say too much about my opinion of Skrillex and Diplo, but um, they joined forces for this album in early 2015, which just to put a little bit of uh, background on that time period, this is kind of when the the dubstep craze this was, was phasing out. The, the time of the sawtooth. This was the sawtooth this envelope. Was just barely post sawtooth envelope. So um anyway, I won't say too much, but I chose it and what did you guys think? I already reviewed this album. Well <laughs> deep cut summary. Deep cut no, no, knowledge. No. Cody Cody's Cody's gonna set a mood here today. Okay. Cody's setting a mood. Yep. That's a terrifying does that mean I have to go first? That that means you're setting a mood. Yeah. Oh boy. Imagine it's 2015 and you're sitting in a sweaty basement. I would rather be listening to Major Laser. Now, <laughs> I liked this album, surprisingly enough. I just listened to it today for the first time. It's at not, 6.30, I at, bet. Yeah. No, I was actually very asleep at 6.30 a.m. this time. This was probably closer to like 9.30. Okay, so 9.30. I like know, to start my morning off with, you know, he's got music. thoughts of lunch starting to hit the mind. Yeah. Right. Yep. Lunch has to come around early, but I like the album overall. I It's not something that I probably ever would have sought out, but that doesn't make it a bad thing. I just, I'm not really that, this is the first time I've listened to anything that Skrillex has done since Scary Monsters came out. Wow. And that was more intentional, but beside the point, I like Diplo. I've seen Diplo live, but it's, I don't know. I like the album. The features are really good. There's some like really trancey moments in it that I liked more than the more like dubstep oriented stuff. Uh, I also like that Missy Elliott is on the album. That like made my day when I saw that. I was like, oh hey, that's a name I recognize. Also, Justin Bieber's on it, which was kind of a bizarre. Who is who but. is uh, Missy Elliott? He's a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, was like, I don't know. What Did you pick you... up on that that she was a rapper? <laughs> I don't know what yeah. more you want me to tell you. Two chains well, I mean, is also you, on you, it. You, 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 it was like that was your warm connection with this album. Yeah. Well, I mean. Missy Elliott, early two thousands rap. I have a big thing yeah, for early two thousands. I was rap. in early two thousands. I was convinced that rap was rambunctious and not not for me. I like started to come around to it by about that time, but you know, now I'm really into rap compared to what I was oh, twenty years ago. I'm curious at the age of five. So, <laughs> no, okay, seriously though, um, I just think Skrillex is super cool. He's an innovator. And he and and this this album I think represents him pushing past the scary monsters and nice sprites. Uh, <laughs> made a plural again, man. Isn't it sprites? Isn't yeah, it sprites? Right. Scary yeah. monsters. Oh, no, you did, okay. You did it. Whoa. Scary Woo. monsters and a nice sprite. <laughs> Singular. <laughs> no, no, no. But this is him kind of pushing past the stigma that came with that single and that EP. You know what I mean? Because like everybody was like, oh, he's gonna be one and done. And I think to me, this represents, it's like, nah, Skrillex is like, he's going to be an innovator. And I think he's kept that up. And I honestly, I mean, hearing this stuff, it, he just kind of does a bunch of features, it seems like at this point. But every every time Skrillex is on the track, it's super cool. Like, I think he's keeping it really fresh in EDM. But Diplo, like, who is Diplo and why do we care about him? Dude. Do you want me to, do you want me to join in? Or, all right, Logan, you got it. Dude. Diplo. <laughs> so you know how in Aladdin, there's like, there's the Sultan, you know, and he's just kind of like this bumbling old fool. 
and but who, who the person that was really controlling the scene was Jafar, and Jafar was like this calculating man capable of deep and intense magic who was driven but always hanging in the background, right where he had just enough power to control things the way he wanted to, but not have to be the bumbling leader himself. Bumble. And that, my man, that is Diplo. <laughs> Diplo has secretly lurked in the house scene and behind the trance scene and behind every single relevant EDM genre since the early, early 2000s, pulling the strings. Skrillex to Diplo is but the bumbling old man. And I love Skrillex. He's talented, but compared... He just called Skrillex a bumbling old Just, just drop an asterisk right here, I'll be back. To the absolute puppet master that has been Diplo pulling the strings of less relevant <laughs> artists so that he may control them and feature them on his albums and have ghostwriting for them. Diplo is truly the mafia boss of electronic Okay, I could hear music. mafia boss. I could hear that. He is, yeah, the hidden face. He is the ginger... In EDM. Whoa, whoa, okay. Well, careful now. <laughs> he may not actually be ginger, but his role is the ginger, not the mob boss. Can you can you name one other instance in which the ginger was the mob boss? <laughs> Moving on. I'm going to interject right here just for two seconds and just say, um, I, I won't share my opinion too be much. got a leprechaun I, that's I, a mob boss somewhere. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to say it how it is. Anyway, um, <laughs> so... Uh, it's really interesting because pretty much right around the same era, Diplo dropped his own solo album, like just shortly before he did Jack U with Skrillex. It's really interesting to listen to that album and then listen to Jack U because for Diplo, they were basically back to back and it just shows how much Skrillex brought to the table on that album. Holy cow. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to diminish how, Diplo how much in the album. Think he thinks he brought to the thinky. table. He think he brought thinky something. He brought did I say thinky? He, no, 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 he did. Oh, oh, Logan thinky. <laughs> oh, ooh, not nervous. a good night for grammar. <laughs> <laughs> the Facebooks and the he think. Uh, uh, Matt, I'm curious because me and Matt have shared a musical journey together. We, we make music together quite a bit and there was a time, but, well, so junior high, not listening to the same stuff that much. High school, we intersect. And then post-mission, me and Matt are pretty much running parallel. But, you know, as of as of late, we still understand each other, but definitely have diverged to a degree. And Matt's been going towards the EDM stuff. So I'm kind of curious, like, what do you make of this album? Uh, yeah. So I was talking to Jake, basically, about all the EDM I was listening to. And he sent me this album. And it was a little too much for me at first. Like it was just, it's, it's a crazy album, but then I, I don't even know why I turned it on, but I was snowboarding and I turned it on. I, I think it was probably the week you sent it to me. And that is an album to snowboard to. Like that will change your mind about the album. If you don't like it. Boom. You heard it here first. Music to snowboard too. If you don't like it, go snowboard. <laughs> We've missed the opportunity for the next six months, but <laughs> put it on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah. The timing's right. Go and snowboard. Listen to Jack U right now. Change your mind about it. No, I, I think there's some drops on there that are just so still like 2015. Here we are 2020. There's been a lot of ground between now and then. And um, some of those drops are just so 
in your face and very innovative. And I, I, I don't know. I'm, I am excited about the, the direction that EDM seems to be taking. I mean, you got, obviously it's always been a super diverse genre to just say, I mean, you can't really say I EDM and assume the word genre or else Logan will bite your head off. It's like, there's tons of subsections that are going on in there, but whatever he's doing, what, what would you classify like Jack use sound? What, it, if you were to put a genre to it, what is it? Dude, it's literally just like post dubstep EDM. It's, it's like, genre bending there, stuff. There's, there's nothing to say about it because like you got the elements of the trap drums in there. The way that they bring features in is honestly much more reminiscent of late 2010s pop than anything else. Yeah. And actually to talk about the features for a second, I, I watched a bunch of interviews with them um, in preparation for the show. And it is true actually at the time, like the interviewers were like, freaking out about the fact that they had like two chains and Justin Bieber and Missy Elliott. They were like, this is really weird because these guys were like the head Diplo and Skrillex were like the head of like this really like flamboyant, crazy electronic music that a lot of people distance themselves from. And this was kind of one of the first times when those types of features started intersecting with EDM. Yeah. And it really, it brought out, I've felt this way about EDM for a long time. EDM is either brings out the best or the worst of an artist. Like for every slow tie and every Vince Staples feature you have on a flume track. God is two chains unbearable on this album. That's one of the worst. And I've heard a lot of bad two chains features in my day, but then their Justin Bieber utilization. He did great. That's the most I've ever liked Bieber. Yeah. And that music video is cool too. Yeah. And it's, it spawned a whole bunch of great remixes, but like, and then I think about the massive swath of music there is out on SoundCloud that just randomly features a rapper, or randomly features the producer's girlfriend, and it's like it's it uh, it either makes the song and the feature is the song, like in Justin Bieber's case, or it's just obnoxiously bad. There is no gray area when it comes to EDM features. Like you're either the worst part of the track or you're the best part of the track. Yeah, that can be the case. Overwhelmingly. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the, the contrary out in this, actually, though. While the song is pretty, like, corny, I actually kind of like 2 Chainz verse. I'll I've, be honest. I actually didn't think it was that bad. I thought that he actually, like, so had kind of a cool thing Damon, going. I'm curious what you think, too. Because, I mean, all we really know about you, Damon, is that we found you in a gutter. <laughs> we, we brought you here. We, we fed you... Um, Flintstones gummies, corn nuts, um, corn nuts, <laughs> ranch corn nuts. <laughs> I love corn nuts. You don't like ranch corn nuts? I I like the taste, but that they're so crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> you break your teeth on those. <laughs> they are crunchy boys. There's no there's no doubt. Now that's what I call snack food review. <laughs> no no no. Um, <laughs> Season two, baby. <laughs> review, bruh. Let's go. <laughs> corn Steal nuts. The spotlight. <laughs> Uh, uh, um, no, Damon, we brought you in, fed you Flintstones. By the way, Matt funded that. Matt, mm. Matt's the producer. Thank you. Be careful <laughs> on how much you eat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you kind of are paying for it because it's unemployment, but I don't have a ton. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so we, we brought you in. 
and the, and the first words you said to us was the pixies, and we were just like, wow, this this child, this <laughs> Those infant, were his first this prodigy, this infant, yep. you know, and and, and and since then, you know, it's you know, you've learned other words like Slipknot and these kinds of words. It was but. ironic. We raised him only on Mozart, so Lord knows where he heard these things. <laughs> but we don't really know who you are, you know. So, uh, what did you make of Jack? You? I really didn't like it. I kind of saw this coming. Let me let me clear the bias out of the way. I just I've never been a fan of EDM. Like maybe in junior high, I was like, oh yeah, this stuff is sick. But like that never kept going. You know, it was a tiny little phase in junior high, and like that was it for EDM in my life. And I seriously so just, far. I mean, it's not so, over yeah, till it's so over. Far, so you know, far, but when you I when you when you the boomerization as it begins to flourish, you will find EDM. Yeah, uh, no, maybe if I go snowboarding and turn on Jackie, yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. But no, I seriously turned on this album and I was just rolling my eyes. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, it's. Uh, I was like, envisioning circumstances for you, like, like the setting. Like where this album is apl- applicable and all of you know, duty montages. Yeah, no, I was literally like, you know, Twitch streamers. Like this is what's playing in the back of Twitch streams. And like other than that, and like live performances, like there is no comfortable place for me to listen to. This. You should like, come I was, listen to it in my car, though. I mean, I mean yeah, real. That, that, that is a live experience. Yeah, though. That is a live experience. Listen to it in my car is the equivalent of, well, you haven't tried my uncle's hamburgers. You know, like, no. I actually heck? don't know what that means. I, uh, that's a weird yeah, comparison. That, Logan, what I'm the sorry. Frick? Yeah. No matter how much I think of that, no, 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 no. So, so Damon comes to the table. He's like, yeah, I'm a vegetarian. And everybody swarms him like, but you haven't tried my uncle's hammer he's a wizard on the grill and you're like i just i don't eat meat yeah that's what's up yeah Still no. a little lost yeah. on it but you no. know i'll take I, it that whatever. doesn't work it doesn't work i, I, I kind of get what he's okay. going for though i mean you, you almost I, yeah, sold yeah. it with pure <laughs> charisma <laughs> i'm gonna ditch Got these it. struggle analogies in I, season two i have to i have to concede to damon in that i get what he's saying though yeah because uh, i i feel that's how oftentimes i feel about metal that's yeah. literally how I feel no. about metal. And and yeah, when I'm listening to uh, this album, this album, I guess, as an example, yeah, there's a few moments where I definitely agree. Yeah, like like that, that song Febreze? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's the two chains. So I was like, that was so stupid. Like after that song ended, I was like, thank goodness I never yeah. have to listen to that again. <laughs> I like, still, that, was, that was painful. I, I like the verse. <laughs> I like the verse. That's all I like. All but, right, no, but, but let me uh, just say... Um, my thing is, I think I'm probably just biased with EDM. Yeah, same thing. I, I have I'm just such a root on the other it. end, and it's like the same thing with metal. Like you guys are saying, like, oh, it's so like new and experimental and like intuitive, and I'm like, it sounded the same. Like it's just got like the you know trap drum set, the rise, and then the bass drop, and then some more you know synth, <laughs> yeah, but, synth but, action but going on up there. And those, I'm like, those, I don't know. The, the thing is, okay, and I have some friends. By friends, I mean a friend in New Zealand that's pretty dope, <laughs> and he works hard to make the beats happen, you know? Yeah. And uh, watching him and talking with him and um, looking at what he was doing, I don't know, like, uh, the conclusion we were coming to is the more you can kind of make synthesis sound like recorded audio, and the, and the more you can make recorded audio sound like synthesis, you kind of create this weird something and, and 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 that's kind of the direction that edm's gone and i think this for me 
having now listened to some more modern, because this is not where I started either. Like Jake's been listening to this stuff for a long time. Oh yeah, I, I think retrospectively, I appreciate Jack U quite a bit because of where I I can see it's taken the genre. It, like there, the 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 way that they'll take audio and chop it up and then make it sound like something that is just like, what is that? Yeah. I, I think it's pretty cool. It's not just about, yeah, here it comes. Here comes the sawtooth. <laughs> you know, it might sound like that, but like actually they're doing more than that. Yeah. And um, this album, I think, is, is it's, 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 it's an album that stands on its own as um, something that it represents to me, I guess, going in, in a new direction with it. So it's cool. I, I guess I just haven't like acclimated to EDM yet, so... I didn't like it at all. Oh, no, and if you don't yeah, like no, it, it's, it's and if fine. you don't like it, go snowboarding, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go snowboarding. So, um, all right, I had just a few points uh, that I wanted to say real quick. So, part of the reason I love this album so much is because, honestly, in this scene, there are not that many good album experiences. And I really respect Skrillex because... This is, in my opinion, a pretty good example of an album experience um, in the EDM scene, which really isn't common. Uh, Y'all already know, I have a ton of respect for Skrillex. I absolutely love the guy. He's one of my favorite artists. Um, I think that part of what helps him so much is that he has this background in metal, in post-hardcore, in his album from, or in his, his band from first to last. So that's where he started. So like, when he performs he just has this stage presence that i feel like a lot of electronic artists just don't have you know i read somewhere that he started getting into edm after he saw daft punk live yeah well he was very he was influenced by a lot of like that older stuff like daft punk apex twin yeah uh, yeah other people like that like (laughs) i remember i remember i watched i watched some interviews with him when he was back in from first to last and they were asking him, like, how do you come up with lyrics? Like, how do you come up with your lyrics for the for your band? And he's like, I turn on Aphex Twin and I write <laughs> lyrics over their beats. <laughs> I'm like, wow, here is here is the birth of the modern Skrillex. Like, I just love it. He is just, in my opinion, nobody at this point respects EDM very much because it's been so oversaturated. Yeah. But in my opinion, this dude's the root. He's the authentic one. And I really respect him. I feel like he started something that w- that everybody's copied. I think I think if I went like to live, if I went to raves, then I'd like EDM a lot more. I feel like it's very cool live. Like it's a ton of energy. Like it's seriously, you cannot. It's maxed out on energy. Like you can't get any more energy. But uh, I think like as far as my music taste, I like you know the original influencers like uh, Aphex Twin, Daft Punk, Bjork, like all the really early electronic stuff. And I just don't like what it evolved into, I guess. So, mm. yeah. And that's fair enough. And and let it, lest us forget, it was all done underneath the great mafia master, Diplo. I mean, that's the reason we, we even <laughs> got the album. He's also behind our podcast. I would just like to point that out. <laughs> As an art form, Sorry, is essentially playful. We say you play the piano. Anybody see the SWAT team outside our house now? (laughs) That Diplo sent them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Shout out. Tell the truth. (laughs) I speak truth to power. Yeah, that's right. right. Knowledge wants to be free. (laughs) Uh, Music philosophy. Uh, Damon just said something that kind of interested me. He said, 
that a <laughs> rave is a bad song. He said that. Yeah, I'm very Let's talk very about that. Song. That's music philosophy. It's nowhere no, no, near no. my favorite song on the album. No, no, for no. the record, he said. Sheesh. He said something that I think would make somebody else who's sitting at this table, you know, have have a reactionary response. This person is sitting to my left. He said that EDM, like a rave, would be maxed out. Maxed out were the words. <laughs> I have been to a rave. No. I don't know what you're trying to like get at here. <laughs> no, Cody, I'm saying, uh, do you believe that a rave would be a more vicious live experience than a hardcore concert? I think it depends on the crowd. I mean, I so I, years ago I went and saw Adventure Club, which was really good. Hated the crowd. It was awful. The music was fun, but all these people dressed just in weird ways, and I guess they look at me and probably think I dress in weird ways too. So I mean, it's a two-way street. <laughs> look at this normal. But, um, did you just, I don't know, did you I say just, normal instead of normie? Yeah, I'm a normie. Thank you very is, much. Is saying normie too mainstream for you now? Yeah, Logan? normie's oh. like cutesy. Normal is like. That's like a swear word. You normal. Oh, All right. Man. Well, anyway, I, uh, I don't know. I think it depends. I've seen some pretty hectic stuff going on at like raves and everything on video. I've also seen some crazy stuff at hardcore shows. I, I think it just depends on who you are and how you feel. So what do you think it is that constitutes, you know, what, what made Damon say maxed out energy? You know, what, what, what would, what would make that a more, um, engaging live experience? There, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what's happening here. All right. Time for my last struggle analogy of the season. No, there's All right. two more episodes, man. Yeah, you here, got plenty of time. Here you, ha- here you have two options. Number one, you can go with your family and friends and you can go, uh, like zip lining, right? So you're, you're hanging off a thing. You're, you're zip lining. It's safe. It's fun. And it's very scary at the time. It's a, it's a bit of a rush. Option two, go to a movie with the most high-octane, insane production possible, like Mad Max Fury Road or something like that. Now, let's assess the differences between these two. In Fury Road, it is scientifically concocted to be this perfect adrenaline-crushing experience. Everything, every detail of that movie is meant to get your heart pumping and your body on edge, Right. However, when you're ziplining in a safe environment with people that you know, just the act itself, just the fact that you are involved in it, that humans are involved in this entire equation, brings you almost to that same level. So you talk about a hardcore punk show. Yeah, they're not like engineering the snare drums to go up just to hit that right part of your brain to make you go nuts. But it's real people. Real people are in front of you going crazy. And... And I'm not saying that EDM artists don't sometimes bring that into their own sets. They <laughs> bring their own say, energy too. I don't too. like where this is going. But, it, but it's a lot of lights and it's a lot of effects and it's a lot of time spent tuning the instrumentals to be perfect for that synthetic high. And I, don't get me wrong, lots of people like the synthetic high, but compared to seeing a punk show, that's an organic high. Both are good. This is not an appeal towards naturalism. That's just the difference between the two. Logan likes to go to, uh, let's just say, beaches where he can naturally swim. You know, he's a naturalist. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to say that, like, raves were the reason. Like, when I saw Adventure Club, that's when I got into EDM because I didn't care about it before. It was just something out there. But 
I went and saw that, and I think it's kind of a variable aspect. Like you say, it's like this fixed zip line kind of thing, but I think you throw that variable in of like the chaos of a crowd, mm. and it can make you appreciate something much more than you might have otherwise. Huh? That's I actually really like that though. The synthetic high versus a natural high. I mean, I I'm curious what you think about that, Jake. Because like I don't think that that is supposed to be a diss at all. But no, I no. think I think the music is synthetic, so the energy ought to be synthetic, maybe too. Oh, I don't know. I, I is this literally just down to instrumentation? The fact that he's physically slapping a drum. Well, no, because I, the thing is, is he's he's got a routine. I mean, if he wasn't there, it was Skrillex specifically. There are some bad DJs out there. Okay, I am not defending all Skrillex's sets. He, he'll off-road. He literally will just go in without a plan even. The dude, like, if he stepped away from his board, it would stop. So I guess you're just making the argument that the music is synthetic, but the performance is not synthetic. And that's what I'm a little confused about. No, and I, I don't want to take away the performing aspect. I'm saying that going through a sample pack and selecting a snare for your drop, that snare is going to inherently sound different than... I'm in my basement screaming my hearts out about political issues. Hearts. Screaming my hearts out. Your collective hearts. (laughs) But like, and the time that Skrillex spends like picking sounds for his set, designing things so that they are exciting, understanding that wave of buildup and release. I'm not going to say that punk bands aren't aware of that kind of pattern either. I'm saying that one is concocting it scientifically, perhaps live, but it is a, it is an act of chemistry. Yeah, I guess just chemistry between members of the band is what you're saying. Because like they're they're, right. they're pre-written songs. They already have like they only have one snare drum. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's all pre-written with them as well. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you probably go to some shows where maybe they go improv, I guess. But like they've got a song written just as much as you would have a track written. Yeah, but I, I'm saying that the energy derives from different places. The energy of EDM is the sounds and the lights and the colors. The energy in hardcore punk is the humans. Mm. Uh, mm, that's that's there, that's there, pretty there fair. There is actually. something. I mean, like a lot of times pre-recorded. You know, yes, preconceived. It all is. You know, it's like this is a song that I'm going to perform and people know it. Mm-hmm. But the recorded dimension, and I'm not saying that there's not energy behind you know, triggering things that are recorded or tweaking things that are recorded, but it is recorded. So that's another, it, it's different. Yeah. And, and I think, I think Logan is right I, in, in that. I think it, it's prearranged aiming at a very specific reaction, you know, and whereas an audience, I think can make a, make a live show with more classic instruments, um, breathe a little bit more and, and be more dynamic. Okay. Potentially, yeah. But. By the way, this is Hunter. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Hunter, uh, we, uh, get right into that mic, Hunter. Okay. Say so. <laughs> Come on. It's I, chill with my lips. It, it's, it's, okay. it's not cute enough. Sorry. Um, so what would you say about Grizz then? Because Grizz is EDM, right? Mm-hmm. When we went to a show. I and I like the direction he takes it because he literally leaves pauses so that they can have like a whole horn section or mm-hmm. a drummer or somebody come and do something more organic. And that was like the whole show. And mm-hmm. then when he, they needed a break, he just did like the. See that that's the thing is I think that that's the future of EDM. 
is blending organic with synthetic. Yeah, that's the robots becoming humans, humans becoming robots. Yeah, because here's the thing is, I mean, that already is happening a lot with just people's sound design in general. If you go listen to like Flume's newest stuff or Skrillex's newest stuff, oftentimes their drops are actually audio that they've just tweaked and and done stuff like i feel like a lot of times um uh, modern edm is more reliant on actual physical audio than people actually realize yeah that's what i think so too so going back to what you were saying i think it's all coming together i i do too well and i'm not trying to present this as a dichotomy i'm trying to present this as like a spectrum idea and and but there is still an inherent difference of I recorded an instrument and tweaked it to be as exciting as possible versus the organic in the moment. This is what I have. Yeah. No, I mean, that's an interesting perspective. I just, where I, where I do start to draw a line with your point is I feel like so many people discredit or, or discount electronic music because there have been so many drag and drop artists. But people like Skrillex, like legitimately, if you do research on this guy, he, he's, he's been a genius, in my opinion, in the last 10 years. And like his sound design is so unique and fresh, like legitimately. But then you'd go and you tell people this and they're like, yeah, but it's just Skrillex. And I'm like, gosh, it sucks. Well, that's, that's a matter of people being uncultured. Like I, I never once want to diss on like saying the sound design, the songwriting, the tuning that involves it. You're insanely talented. That's like among the highest skill tier of production that you can do is good electronic production. Yeah. That all being said, just you're right. There are people that will judge them as a result of that. Yeah. There, are, My dad has come forward and be like, yeah, I don't want to see another show where it's just guy with a laptop. It's like, yeah, but guy with the laptop is really good at what he does. Yeah. You know, like I, I can look at that and I can be, I don't necessarily respect Avengers movies. I dislike most of them, but I'm don't not going to go up respect. to. We all know you can use more I'm, plain. Terms. I'm not going to go up to Josh Brolin or the guys who animated Thanos and say anything other than I really respect your work. Like you're clearly good at this thing that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. Is uh, he has an appreciation because he grew up as a kid playing a guitar. And so he respects people that he can see are doing something better than he has a conception of what it would take to get there versus guy with a laptop. What do you, what do most people see in that? Yeah. Drag and drop. But I think it's more than skill because they actually capture a lot of emotion with it too. Yeah. It's an instrument like anything else, yep. but it's only an instrument in a sense because you said that it's not a live organic experience. Right. And, and that's just me trying to describe the difference in the experiences. There are plenty of ways I can contrast like what is contrived or not contrived, what is synthetic versus what is natural and good ways that I can paint one or the other. But that does, that doesn't mean that both don't have their merits in certain specifications. Sometimes it's good for you to recover by laying in a hospital. Sometimes it's good for you to recover by going up to a log cabin. That's not, some people respect the log cabin recovery more than they respect the hospital recovery. There are just, there are advantages to either and there's respect to be found in both of them. And, and, and the more that robots become human and human become <laughs> robots, the more children we have named like Elon Musk's ch- 
child. This is not Skrillex's fault. It's already <laughs> gotten an this update. I was just relevant. like, they already gave the baby a software update. It's been what three weeks? No, but like the I, better. I do the have better. To, I do have to echo uh, uh, Matt's point though, because in my opinion, again, this is opinion, so I'm not. This is my view. I, actually, no, I'm correct here, and if you disagree <laughs> with me, you're wrong. No, 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 I'm not even joking. I have the right opinion on this. Go ahead. I'm not biting this crap. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm actually not joking. Screw this, bro. I actually <laughs> believe I am correct about this. Okay, no, but like, <laughs> I, I'm going to take the upper road here and say, in my opinion, um, <laughs> there, is, there is no high ground. <laughs> I actually believe this. Uh, again, Different types of music speak to different types of people. Boom. So, so this is this is why it's my. Well, opinion. going back to the original philosophy question, I just think there's a <laughs> oh, lot of energy David, in EDM stuck. and a lot of energy in metal. And if you want a lot of energy, go to either, and you'll have a lot of energy. See, but the, the, <laughs> uh, it's see, different energy, different vibes. It's still a lot of energy. You're the, still gonna get like a huge. Yeah, rush. but it's like it's like, still a it's rush. Like it doesn't problem. matter if it's. Do you want like? I ate a ton of granola bars kind of energy or do you want like I got struck by a but, bolt of lightning like, kind of energy? <laughs> there's going to be you, people, but people are going to be like there's going to be mosh pits in electronic and bars. metal shows. Okay, but here's the thing. That? Oh man, when have I done that? Are you kidding me? I'm just kidding. All right, we got to jump. Uh, it's a good conversation though. Dang it. Sorry, fellas. There is no question that dubious music and movies are. Logan didn't win, for the record. Nobody won. You know what? At least I don't defend my opinions by saying, well, guys, this is just my opinion. No, it's facts. I literally, I'm correct. I am right about most I, of the things you know, I Logan, say. I, I He's know, splitting the nitwicks right now. I know what Logan is trying over party. to do. Logan and is over party. No, no, no. Jake, <laughs> Jake, I know at the end of the show that you're expecting me to say like, no, it's okay. I just do it for entertainment. I literally believe this. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Well, I, I think you, Jake, I think you can defend your opinion factually. Yeah, I think I can too. Good. Next episode, next week, next week, <laughs> uh, we got music news. Cody's on it. All right, so I did the usual thing and just typed in music news on Google and uh, came across this cool article on the World Economic Forum. I've actually got it pulled up on my phone because I don't want to misquote Music's anything. laziest music nerds. I am the laziest of the lazy. But anyway, the article's just titled, This is How COVID-19 is Affecting the Music Industry. And it was really just kind of interesting to see how we've gone through in like the last six years, not just specifically in the time of coronavirus, but in the last six years, we've gone from this small sector of like revenue in music coming from streaming it was less than 10 percent to it nearly making up 50 percent now and now that we're like in an era where we won't have concerts probably for the rest of the year unfortunately let's just be honest with ourselves it's projected to make up a 10 billion dollar loss across the world just collectively and it's interesting just kind of reading on here the way that they were trying to find ways to monetize what they are doing in effectively quarantine and I, it was one thing they brought up, and I mean, it was really interesting to think about this because I never would have even put the numbers to it. But I remember a while back, Travis Scott did a concert on Fortnite of all things, and it apparently attracted 30 million viewers, Ooh, which is there. an absurd <laughs> amount of people. We raised you better than this. <laughs> it's okay, Dan. I, I won't hold it against you. I raised tracks. him for Travis Scott. Y'all can take the Fortnite, but I take the Travis Scott I, thing. I'm behind the Travis Scott part. 
I don't know. It was just really interesting to see kind of how like the projections for the future too, because there's a graph and I'm not even going to try and read it off of my phone because it was too small on there and <laughs> almost too small on my computer too. We're but, but, there, here. but there was a graph. There, there is a graph. Logan believes it. Yep. There that's is a all graph. I, need. I will even put the link in the Nitwick group chat, but oh, there, there is a go. graph and the graph kind of basically just laid out physical versus streaming. And I mean, it's not like news really to anybody what I'm about to say, but the projection was that the gap between the two was going to become much larger over the next 15 or so years, especially in terms of how much we're going to be streaming. There was a point, I'm going to even just pull it up, because again, I don't want to misquote anything off of this graph. Heaven forbid that we we distribute incorrect information. I would never lied or told a half truth on this show. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's making up like, a quarter to a third of all music revenues just coming strictly off of streaming. And that's just absurd considering, especially when you see just the lack of live shows, which is only portion uh, or a portion of the remaining 53% of all music revenue is dropping out $10 billion for just this year. That's insane. Only a third. Yeah. I mean like, why not? Why is it not just like all streaming and artist Patreons by now? Because I know we don't all have five dollars to throw at a monthly. Yeah. Logan. I, have a, I have a couple guys I'd throw five dollars a bunny at. Well, and I think that's also like <laughs> smaller than the amount on the topic of Patreon, to Patreon. And this but. isn't necessarily like a news thing, but there's this guy named Sonny Singh from Philadelphia, and his whole thing is he films hardcore shows. He's got this crazy backlog. He's super into Inside Out and Rage Against the Machine. I don't know if I mentioned him last week, but anytime I'm with him in person, I will always go out of my way to make a conversation with him about that. But in this time of you know, quarantine effectively, he's taken his Patreon thing and made tons of live streams, cool tech chats. And I I think it's interesting to that point, what we're doing with Patreon and how we are making money in the music world. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's been an obvious problem for the starving artists for quite a while. Like if, if you want money, it's live. That's, that's just it. Like people almost to the level where they don't care about studio recordings anymore. That's just kind of how it is. And I've seen that. And um, it's interesting to hear the numbers revealing that so explicitly. I wonder if in response we're going to see interesting things happen with physical media. And maybe, I, I don't know, man. Like, how do you think the streaming empire will last? It's, or do you think eventually, like, like, I mean, seriously, if all of our artists can't make music, they all have to go and flip well, burgers here in the next year. And, and like, here's, here's what, are we, what are we all going to do? to me. Spotify just closed a massive deal on signing Joe Rogan to be exclusively on their platform for a hundred million. Even Spotify is bailing from music, and and I realize that sounds a little doomsday, but this is a lot of money. They're putting a lot of money towards solidifying their video and their podcast platform because music has always been a game of you have to have all of it, so you can't Netflix your way out of it and be like, oh, we'll just have some shows to the other networks. You always have to have all of it. You always have to have good quality to it, and you're in battles with so many labels at the same time. It's not... It's no wonder why even Spotify is like, yeah, maybe we should get our money somewhere else. Like... Streaming from day one is the best idea for consumers and one of the worst ideas for monetizing this industry. Yeah, I know. And and right now there is just no cash flow. So our entertainers, at least in the music industry, they're not gonna be able to, I mean, 10 billion is always said. Yeah. Just this year. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. 
Everybody go and buy vinyl. <clears throat> Don't do that. Or buy merch. <laughs> yeah. Do that. Yeah, buying merch is probably both. the best, honestly. Yeah, both. See? Why does well, everything have to because, be so... Because the problem with vinyl, the problem with vinyl is that you want to just like set it like out but, and have it displayed. But vinyl has to be slotted in like these ugly little vertical rows you where you can vinyl, barely tell what's going on. You're also supporting a local record shop if you buy it locally. Well, yeah, but they don't have any songs I like. What, I'm going to go buy my anime break core from a shop down the street in Kaysville? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to happen. Future Logan. Whack. Have you been watching the news? Kaysville's pretty whack. I haven't. They're, they're, oh, yeah. They're like, they were trying to put on the first concert since the, the outbreak in Kaysville. Yeah. Kaysville, Utah. Well, that's just because we're overwhelmingly places. conservative. I got, mean, it I'm, got moved to Grantsville, though, so. Oh. Where is Grantsville? I've never even heard of this place. The, yeah, nobody's going to go to yeah, it. Yeah, no one's going out there. I'd, I'd <laughs> well, sooner accept that. That's good. And that's, in, I mean, that's something we got to keep our uh, pulse on for sure because I don't know. I want to see the in- industry succeed and I want to see uh, young, up and coming people have a chance too. So. Seriously, go uh, and no, buy vinyl, no, go buy merch, I, do something. I want a lot less money in the music industry overall. Like, we need to downsize it pretty significantly. I I legitimately think like and I respect a lot of people who are making their money doing music right now. I follow a lot of you. I support a lot of you, but it's it's too big of a game right now. Yeah, yeah people at the I'm top. I'm not talking to the top. I'm talking to you. Don't have a shot right now. You know. No, but there there are still ways to do things involved with music and with audio that aren't get your art on streaming platforms and make money off your vision. And if you're interested in playing guitar, if you're interested in recording, engineering, producing, live sound, whatever, there are ways to do that that don't involve marketing your artistry. And I I really, genuinely, not an opinion, think that there needs to be less money in the music industry. Yeah, okay, but that's... uh, For another time. That's a really hard thing, though, because you know as well as I do that when you get excited about something, it's really hard to be used... (laughs) It's really hard to be used just to... um, just for your technical know-how, you know, unless that's what you enjoy. But like, there's, there's, there's so many dimensions to making music. And for me, one of the most important ones is just kind of exploring and having fun that way. Yeah. And yeah, not, that, or not right that now. That doesn't take a lot of money is the deal. It, it, I believe in a future in which a kid from Kentucky with no extra marketing, no label, no dream? nothing has a, has a song in the top 20. Like, and, and he just stays there and he just, he collects the little money that comes in through streaming. Like Justin Bieber? I mean, it's happened. No, 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 no. Because they picked him up and they made him a star. I don't want any of that. If we reduce the amount of money in the music industry, the playing field gets leveled out for everybody. Mm. That's the goal. I want, I want legitimate quality to get up there. I don't want it to be these marketing schemes. And as soon as people think I need to be a rock star, I need to be a rock star, that creates a mindset that is not conducive to just exploring an art. Yeah, you're. I mean, uh, the problem. I agree uh, in a lot of ways. I'm a marketer. The problem. <laughs> well, I do, again, I don't hate you for doing your job. Chase a bag. Frankly, the the, the problem is not everybody <laughs> is as passionate about music as. I, that sounds pretentious. I, I, I retracted, but not as many as the nitwits. Not even us. Not not even me. Yeah, no, not, but but what I'm forbid, saying, not what the I'm, people around those days. What I'm saying is, this proposed proposed system requires like so much buy-in and passion from the listeners, and I think that the 
average person just doesn't care that much about music. But I, I think it's going to happen accidentally. I think we're on that trajectory already. If we but, kill concerts for the most part, then we're left with just streaming revenue and with merch revenue. And honestly, vinyl is great. It's good to have something physical, but it's kind of a meme. And to most people, it will never be anything more than a meme mm, because it's strictly yeah. a lot more inconvenient. No, for, most people, most people. So I'm not saying like, Hey, everybody Cody's spend less on in music. A, in a state of meme no, he, readiness. He did just clarify most meme. people. and I'm, I, I, I am not that. saying that everybody in the world should decide to spend less on music. I'm saying the value of art is just going down, and I think that's good. Mm. I think it's an interesting point. I, I uh, Yeah. No, no, you have a point. I think, that I, think I need to think about that, honestly. Yeah. Frankly, the like, only, honestly, you kind of laid it the down only right there, thing, Logan. The only thing that I could say in contrary to that is I don't know that it necessarily would be less money, but it's better distribution, Robin yeah. Hood type crap. Because like the problem is, is these guys at the very top are getting all the money, and then everybody on the bottom's not. I think we just need to move away from like dependence on record labels. Like, yeah, get the I agree. Get the non-artists out of the scene. My it's, question like, is, people why are don't write? Why are record labels still existing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I Dude, because we haven't abolished intellectual property, which is the last actually serious opinion I will present to you tonight. We need to completely abolish this idea of intellectual property. Until you've made something and people are ripping it. No, even then. Even then, knowledge and art should be free. Progress should be free for people to use and make their Somebody own. Somebody robbed from me once. We, we made a song. Okay, here we go. Famous moment. We made a game that Markiplier played. That's a real story. And uh, the, I, I, That's I, a good song. I'm yeah. not biased. <laughs> yeah, Hunter helped record it. We wrote a song in here. Somebody ripped it off, re-uploaded it to YouTube. That was like the greatest moment, moment of my life to see that yeah. somebody ripped off my art. It's like, oh... They cared enough to rip that off. Right, right. <laughs> that, that's great because you're an indie kid that doesn't rely on it as an income. Yeah. The problem is if you guys want passionate artists like we always talk about, it takes pretty much all their time. And then if everybody just rips it off, GG, you got no income. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'd like to also point out, like, if we cut the back on comes back. money that's in, like, the recording industry or in, like, music in general it also kind of cuts back on barriers to entry because obviously if you have a record company or a really rich person, Patreon, whatever it may be funneling tons of money into what you're doing, it's easier to become found. And so if we cut back on those barriers to entry, we might find something else that we probably never would have known of otherwise. Everyone go and use DuckDuckGo. <laughs> That's oh, the end. Geez. That's where we're ending. That. Oh jeez, You're a sellout. That's what it. What time you know, is case it? Case closed. Oh, good lord. Hey, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you, Logan. We'll see you, Logan. Bye, Logan. Uh, yeah, Logan has to go and get educated. <laughs> I mean, These are also overspending. <laughs> uh, Damon is on sellout this week. Yeah, it's not so much sellout. It's more uh, heroic. Um, so I was scrolling through Spotify, and I saw Danzig Sings Elvis. as. Yeah, it was bad, but but when I saw it, I was very happy because I was like, finally, for those of you who don't know, Danzig is the former lead singer of The Misfits and also lead singer of Danzig, just like this <laughs> punk metal scene guy. That he named after himself. That he named after himself, yeah, and he's... It's a good name, though. Yeah. I, would, I would do <laughs> the same thing, probably. It's, but the thing about him, 
from what I know is he takes himself very seriously. And as soon as I saw Danzig sings Elvis, I was like, good. Cause he finally let down from just like the, you know, fans that are like, Oh, you have to go all out. Like Danzig is so metal and like misfits are so punk. Like he finally was just like, you know, I want to make an Elvis record and I'm going to make an Elvis record. And that's exactly what it was. <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't anything great. You know, I listened to it and I was like, whatever. I don't like Elvis and I don't like this, but you know, <laughs> like, he, he clearly like just seems happier. Like to me, it's like, this is something he actually wanted to do. He just like ignored all the backlash he would get. He's just like, I want to sing Elvis. I don't care what my fans say about me. I don't care about the standard I'm held to. Like I'm doing this album and I was like, cool. Like I really respected him for that. He is a hero for doing that in my eyes. Nice. Yeah. That, that is an interesting move. Like I actually went and listened to the misfits for the first time this week because you, you you were representing them. Yeah. You know, you were a billboard and I, and I went and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give them a spin. Yeah. Very punk. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I, I want know. the old Danzig back, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no more of this Elvis Danzig. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I just thought it was cool because he's like, I, I, I just feel like, because there's that picture of, uh, well, there is a picture of Danzig like coming out of the grocery store holding like a box of kitty litter, but he's still in like his Danzig shirt. He's still got like a smug <laughs> face and he's trying to look all tough, but he's still holding a grocery bag full of kitty litter. Like, I don't know. He just, I just felt like, feel like his whole life is just so like, I have to be the most metal person in the world. And he's like, you know, I don't need to be. And I'm going to sing Elvis. That's nice, dude. Yeah. I really like that. <laughs> Matt, yes. Matt's live reaction to seeing a picture of Danzig. If, yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's a picture of Danzig. Oh. He just starts oh, laughing, man. The picture, it's, it so it does speaks for itself. Yeah. Does he just... Oh, yeah. Does he have a really metal voice? Uh, Not really. He's... Because I like Elvis a lot. He's, he's kind of got an Elvis voice. I feel like, you know, the earlier Misfit days, or like even the Ramones days of punk, it's just... You know, 50s Elvis-ish songs, like early rock songs just turned up, like mm. faster tempo. Like, I, I feel like that's what the Ramones are. Interesting. You know, just faster tempo old rock songs. So I'm going to check that out. Yeah, pretty neat. Cody, I feel like you have something to say about yeah. Danzig before we, we wrap this up. Not particularly. Are he's, you? Got a couple, he's got three really good records and then a lot of really bad records yeah. after that. But like Danzig one through three are all just chef's kiss, but the rest of them are just garbage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. I like that. I like that you're, you know, you're being a little bit cutting edge there. I mean, next season we were going to talk about our heroes, but you know, you know what? Good for you. Ahead of the curve. And Bop of the week. We uh, have a tradition here on this show. Jake has to start. I, I shall start. I, um, oh man, it's, it, it was a toss up this week, but I'm going to go with, um, the song close to you. And <laughs> I've been listening to this dude for like six years and I still don't know how to pronounce his name. It's either Lucian or Lucian. And I don't know which one it is, but anyway, the song is called close to you. And this dude, uh, was kind of born out of the, the future base movement that came right after dubstep and um man the vocals on this song the girl that he got to sing on it she is just perfectly beautifully weird as frick i don't know how to describe <laughs> it so it's just like really weird vocals and then it's got a pretty like 
choppy, quirky little drop thing. New single? No, no, no. It's actually pretty old, but I've been listening to it a lot this week. It's, it's pretty great. She just like, her vocals are like super like airy. Like it almost sounds like she's breathing it out instead of singing it out. Yeah, I don't no. know, but it's cool. And that's what I've been listening to this week. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I'll give it a spin. Yeah. In our, in our, in our very diverse and only becoming more diverse playlist. This thing, I'm telling you, you go and hit shuffle, you do not know what you're going to get. I, I intentionally <laughs> choose songs that are like so vastly different, like uh, Sister Sledge Disco next to my system of a down song that I checked before. I mean, it's a good time if you just yeah. want to express yourself with your ears, all the emotions. Yep. All right, Matt, what did you, what did you listen to? Um... My favorite song right now is that what this is? It's what you listen to this week. Man. <laughs> so basically, yeah. If that's as far back as you can remember. <laughs> uh, two days ago, I found this song called "Line by Line." Uh, I mean, the song's called "Line by Line" by Prep, and I found it two days ago, and I've been listening to it ever since. It's it's kind of funky. It's kind of weird, but it got me so so good. I happen to I I've heard this one. It's funky fresh. It's yeah, a good time. It is. You want to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Hunter. We didn't really grill you, you know. We, we, you, you needed to be grilled, but there was just so much to talk about. I'm glad it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't want to get bulldozed. <laughs> oh, you would have you handled yourself. So, well, let's see what he chooses for Bop of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go from there. <laughs> so my Bop of the Week is by, I don't even know anything about them, but they're called FKJ. Oh, I know one thing. It stands for French Kiwi Juice, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called 10 Years Ago. And it's and, and why do you like it? There's a saxophone. And it's, that's like all I can think of about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. There's, there's, a There's a lot of songs out there you're going to jam on. <laughs> oh, you like that saxophone? Like Just you saxophone. wait. Let's introduce him to Ska. I think that's the next route. <laughs> and it's very... It is electronic, but it's like really lo-fi too. So it's just like a really chill song. That's been my mood all week. Nice. These Sounds guys, good. by the way, are probably my favorite band right now. FKJ? Yep. Wow. All right. oh, nice. So all right. All right. So I was watching Smallville this week. Oh, and no. there's this episode where- uh, Is it still Cinemagic? Cinemagic? Huh? Drake and Josh? What? Cinemagic? I don't Smallville? know. Smallville? Is it, is it still just- Good. Doing it, doing it, it? like—is it still good? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I mean, it. cinematic. I mean, come yeah. on, is it good? Is it yeah. good? Better than cinematic? I mean, no, it's. I, I'm still. I was just wondering it. what direction that was. Yeah. Okay, all right. So anyway, magic, man. You know, bippity boppity boo. No, like, yeah, I'm. I'm still watching every episode. Was it Last Click Resort by Papa Roach? They're your still song? making more no. no, he's rewatching it. Yeah. Oh my God. Bless, bless his heart, I love man. that Drake and Josh left you in the air. You're like, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I've heard this term a lot. Uh, so anyway, there's this episode where uh, Clark Kent is asleep for most of it. And the only way you know when he's asleep or not is when the band R.E.M. is playing as a reference to R.E.M. State of Sleep. Uh. I thought that was really cool and noticed it by myself and haven't posted on Reddit yet. But there were like a good six R.E.M. songs in that episode. So it kind of was just like, you know, R.E.M. is a great band. And I hadn't ever listened to Automatic for the People, which is like 
probably their most critically acclaimed album front to back. And I loved it. Like I probably, I just pressed play on the first song and it probably repeated like 11 times. Like I just didn't listen to anything else. And maybe that's why I didn't like Jack you very much is because the whole album is just really not kind of mellow, just kind of like feel good, kind of just like a nice rock album, you know, nothing too hardcore. And then I was like, Okay, now I gotta listen to Jack You. <laughs> it's like I listen to <laughs> Febreze, and it's like the opposite of Automatic for the People. Febreze probably is the worst song. I think. <laughs> no, Jungle Bay for sure. Yeah, Jungle Bay. Jungle, Jungle Bay, the dancehall track. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. Really, <laughs> I like dancehall. I talked about Major Lazer, you know. Yeah, you did. You did. Kind of my thing. You're right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there's this song. Oh, what's it called? Actually, sorry, I just listened to the album. I didn't really look at the song titles. Um, Febreze is probably the second worst on the album. Oh, side one, the Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight. I don't know. Just got a cool chorus that's uh, very different from anything I've ever heard. And uh, yeah, that's what I was bopping this week. Nice. Yep. All right, Cody. So the other day, my friend Taylor asked if she should get into Radiohead. Oh. I quickly <laughs> sprung into action and made a 20 play- song playlist. And I've been listening to OK Computer almost nonstop since. And it's funny how things work in cycles because now she's a big Radiohead fan and Aaron is a Radiohead fan. And I'd also, apparently, I am at fault for that. No, yeah, you for sure are. But anyway, I've been listening to OK Computer and Kid A a ton. OK Computer probably more than Kid A. But Climbing Up the Walls is probably the best song that Radiohead ever wrote. And it has been on just constant repeat for like five straight days now and that's my bop of the week is that, that the one with the guitar it's the, the spooky lead? sounding song yeah, the drums yeah it sounds like a horror yeah I, I i i was just gonna say that i think that that song actually has influenced the way i produce drums more than uh. just about anything like i yeah that Dang, you'd say that's the best Radiohead. That song. is 100. That or Exit Music for a Film I have are to my say, favorite. I saw OK Computer show up on your Instagram story, and I was just, I smiled. I was like, that's it, man. You really <laughs> are the reason, and and everybody here can seriously attest. Like, I, Radiohead is the default band. If I cannot come up with something to listen to in like five seconds, it's like, what's Radiohead got? <laughs> got the OK Computer remixes from that. <laughs> Aaron, what would you say is the best Radiohead song? Uh, I love No Surprises. Oh, That's a, yeah. Honestly, my least favorite track on OK Computer. Yeah, more than electioneering? Song. Yeah. What? Electioneering, Why? yeah. I, Logan that, over there pretends like electioneering is a good song. No, Whatever. I, that album I would be a 10, you. except for electioneering. I think it kills it. Um, it's too poppy for me at first. I like the song, but it just comes across too poppy. And I, I get that, but I like it. <laughs> hey, that's yeah, fair. That's to I each love. their own. Um, I'm not a stating facts here. No, that's funny because I'm not Logan. You. Yeah, I'm not Logan. Thank you, Cody. Freaking thank well, that's you. That's not a fact. I could see what Logan's saying. Literally, and, and from your side, like that was more of a factual. Logan's argument. not here, so let's just anyway, roast yeah, him yeah, on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> New segment. He'll be back. He'll be back next week. I'm curious to hear this, honestly. Um, okay, full circle for me. Actually, this is ironic because. And and there's a lot that goes into me saying this, but um, if you recall when you recommended I listen to Radiohead, it was because I was I was going off to you about how much I liked Muse, and here I am, I'm coming back with a little Muse kick right now. Right? Oh what? This week it was madness, man. I can't deny it. I was bopping madness pretty hard. So 
That was that was me this week. Um, all right, now Wicks, we've done it. That was a blast. Another week, and uh, man, we got some material to go on for next week. It's kind of the semi-final finale, you know. I don't know what we're gonna do for a finale, but we, it has to be good. Maybe yeah. maybe auto tune. <laughs>